So let's talk about hope for a minute. You've got you've got some interesting things to say about how hope and optimism differ. As you point out, we've got greenhouse gas levels higher than they've been in the past 650,000 years. And and in, in such a situation, you liken optimism to whistling past the graveyard. But then you write that nonetheless, we like optimism and optimistic people. They soothe, reassure, and sometimes they motivate us to accomplish a great deal more than we otherwise might. But sometimes optimism misleads, and on occasion badly so. This is where hope enters. Explain this. What's the role of hope, and how does it differ from optimism? Well, you know, I, I said uh, a little bit further on and now I said that to be optimistic is kind of like being a New York Yankees fan with Mariano Rivera in the mound. And it, uh, you're up by a run, you got two outs, two strikes on a 200 hitter, and optimism at that point is simply a prediction you're going to win. And hope is rather more like being a you know Boston Red Sox fan. In, in this case, hope is, uh, I said in that article, a verb that the sleeves rolled up. If you're a Boston Red Sox fan or a Cleveland Indians fan, it's Mariano Rivera, you live by small percentages. And you believe 200 hitters sometimes do rise to the occasion and drive the runner home and win the game. But neither optimism nor pessimism is, in my mind, a very useful position. Optimism, because it, it simply misleads. The odds are not in our favor. And pessimism, because it's paralyzing. But hope is something different. Hope is a sober quality that says, whatever the odds, I'm going to do my best to change them, and to see our way through it. And hope requires the courage to stare down the barrel. Uh, optimism is often rather phony and not terribly sober. And I've sat through a lot of talks. I think, I've, unfortunately, I've given a few of them that are, are optimistic because I think that's what the audience wants to hear, and that's what the audience rewards sometimes. But it's a tougher talk to have to describe hope as our best shot. Winston Churchill in saying, I only, you know, I had nothing to offer the blood, toil, tears, and sweat, certainly wasn't optimistic. But neither was he being pessimistic. He was, in that sense, being hopeful, but honestly so. Odds are long. And there's going to be a lot of suffering before we get through this. And I think uh, the best advice I've heard on this subject came from E.F. Schumacher in a book written back in the 1970s when he said that if you ask the question, can we survive, and the answer comes back, no, then, you know, it's eat, drink, and be merry, and despair. If the answer comes back, uh, yes, then you may not do your best to work on it. You just assume, yeah, we're going to survive. His advice was, don't even pose the question. Just get down to work. And I like that advice. Uh, I don't know for sure what the odds are. I, I think I know. I have an opinion about it. Um, when Martin Rees, the astronomer royal uh, from Cambridge University, wrote his book, Our Final Hour, he was assuming he had looked across the record of all the threats to humankind and believed that we had less than 50-50 chances to make the year 2100. Well, that's a prediction, and I, I understand that, and H.G. Uh, Wells and other people made predictions rather similar to that a long time ago. But I think to be hopeful is, in that Schumacher sense, simply not to pose the question. It's just to get down to work and try to change the odds in every way that you can. Uh, you know, tree hugger, you guys are reaching 
thousands and thousands of people that otherwise aren't reachable. Uh, MoveOn.org is doing its thing. Uh, Wangari Matai in, in Kenya is doing her thing. And you see this rising tide of effort that uh, Paul Hawkins describes in, in Blessed Unrest and the, you know, just this uh, huge, the largest movement in history. And it's the planetary immune system in his, in his words. And I like that kind of thinking. I believe that's what's happening. But I think you have to put that into perspective. I think there is rising understanding of where we are without any question. But on the other hand, there is a remorseless working out of big numbers. Carbon in the atmosphere, biological uh, loss of species, uh, spread of nuclear materials. I mean, there's just kind of a remorseless working out of things. So I think we're in a, in a kind of a race, aren't we? And I think we're going to pull through. Um, but it's going to be closer than I think we'd otherwise like it to be. <laughs> 